Welcome in to Monday Madness Sports Talk. Your two-time nominee for Best Show at Radio DePaul Sports. The 2019 winner for Best Use of Social Media. And this year's winner for Best Production. Always online with Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Airing on WHCM-FM 88.3 Harper College Radio. With yours truly, Noah Festenstein. Now, let's get to it with this episode of Monday Madness Sports Talk. Broadcasting from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Sports Talk. My name is Noah Festenstein, your host of the program, starting the week off fresh, talking the latest in sports and world news. This is episode 173, ranging from both Hartford College Radio and Radio DePaul Sports, recording for both, right here on WHCM FM 88.3 and RadioDePaulSports.com podcasting. Let's get it going with episode 173. Here in my basements in Arlington Heights, Illinois, here we go. Have some news for you guys today in terms of the future of Monday Mass Sports Talk because I've made a personal decision and I'm going to share that with you on the show today. Whew. A lot has gone on within the past week and I'm excited to share what is today the last episode of Monday Mass Sports Talk at Radio DePaul Sports. Not the last episode of Monday Mass Sports Talk. I almost got you there, didn't I? No, it's the last Monday Mass Sports Talk show at Radio DePaul Sports, which absolutely breaks my heart because this is a place where I've grown exponentially. Um, I've never grown so much at a place in in a short amount of time more than Radio DePaul Sports. Never have I ever. And there's a lot of things that Radio DePaul Sports has done in my life to make me the person that I am satisfied with today. So uh, did this show today, I'm kind of honoring that and um, embracing the last moments I have uh, as a Radio DePaul Sports member, um, in which has been an illustrious two years, I may say. And uh, I'll talk more about that as the show goes on, but in terms of sports talk today, uh, I want to get into some baseball. I haven't talked about baseball in like three weeks, um, because I know the MLB is going to plan on, it has a plan set in stone, I believe, but that needs to be approved by the MLBPA and other factors and stuff like that. So I'll just talk about that for a little bit, probably about 10 minutes, and then maybe get into some hockey, uh, continuing what I was watching last week. Uh, And then uh, I want to get into some basketball, because Adam Silver last Thursday 
Like I said on Monday, he was going to announce on Thursday that uh, the or approve on Thursday the plan of the NBA's return in which they will be doing an eight-game regular season ending for seeding purposes um, in Orlando. All games, including regular season and playoff games, in which it will still be, I would believe, a regular playoff bracket, if you may say, all taking place in Orlando with no fans in attendance, um, uh, employing the same protocols that a lot of other professional sports that are continuing they're going to set those protocols in terms of no fans, testing, etc. Um, and then, yeah, and then I'm probably going to end the show uh, with some UFC talk, some UFC 250 from this past Saturday night. Uh, I thought it was a great card out of a card that didn't seem so stacked. I enjoyed it all, and uh, I'm excited to talk about that and more here on the 173rd edition of Monday Mass Sports Talk here on WHCM FM 88.3 FM and RadioDePaulSports.com for the final time. And I cannot wait to share that with you today. So let's get it going. Stick around. This is Noah Festenstein. Be back in just a bit. Extra's curling right side, drills a jumper. Let's see what Struce does. He looks like he wants to shoot. I was kind of hoping he would pull up there and one. Floater was wet. Struce is loose. Struce Curl three. three. Bang. You know it. My goodness. Struce on the other end gets it to fall and one. Now up top, he's got a double team. Now it's just Figueroa on him. Nice oh, move. Quick wow. move. Out of oh, control. Oh my goodness. Wow, he was out of control. He finished off glass. That is a new career high for Max Struess. He had 34 earlier this year. He's got 35 now. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. You are listening to Monday Madness Sports Talk with your host, Noah Festenstein, right here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. And welcome back to the broadcast. This is Noah Festenstein with you here on June 8th, 2020. And uh, this is the exact date that I planned for it to be the last broadcast at Radio DePaul Sports. Originally, it was supposed to be the last broadcast uh, for college radio as a whole. Uh, but if it, of course, wasn't for WHCM FM 88.3, my former college radio station, who is offering me airtime during part of the summer, uh, I would still not. Uh, this would be my last college radio show if, that, if it wasn't for WHCM. Um, so speaking of which, I want to just kind of talk about what the plan is right away. Uh, so I kind of vent that out, get that out of my mind, and we can go straight into some sports talk. Um, first of all, since it is June 8th, and yesterday was my birthday, I want to thank everyone who uh, wished me a happy birthday yesterday. Uh, it was a, you know, a good day, uh, just another birthday. I'm 23. I'm feeling like I'm getting old here. Uh, the days are just counting down now, apparently. Uh, I'm fine. I'm feel, I feel pretty young still. Um, but yes, thank you for everyone who uh, wished me a happy birthday. And uh, now it's time to move on. And uh, graduating on Saturday, which means that today... Um, is going to be the final 
episode of Ready to Paw Sports, as I mentioned. Um, but since I'm graduating and I'm not a college student anymore, um, I really don't want to consider myself a college radio show host. Since I'm not in college, I'm not taking any courses, and I'm not enrolled anywhere. Um, so that being said, uh, I, time is, of course, winding down on my college radio show of Monday Mass Sports Talk. But since WHM is offering airtime, uh, I'm going to give it two more weeks. Uh, so not including this episode, we got three more episodes left, including this one. And then two more after this one, which will be solely broadcasted on WHM 88.3 and, of course, posted on Spotify so that it reaches my goal of 175 episodes. Now, if you go back to, let's say, 164 episode, go on my Spotify to search up Monday Man Sports Talk. Go to episode 170, I'm um, not 174, 164, and it was my last broadcast in the Radio DePaul Sports Studios in downtown Chicago. Um, I was talking about my goals of reaching 175 episodes in college radio, and I still want to reach that. So, um, I'm going to reach that. And even though I'm graduated, I still got two weeks left to reach that. So this is 173. Next week's going to be 174. And the week after that will be the final college radio episode of Money Mass Sports Stock in 175. Um, So that will be that. And, uh, yeah, cannot be any more excited about that. And just excited to graduate. Uh, Saturday is... Unique of a graduation as this is, uh, at the end of the day, I'm still graduating alongside with my um, fellow peers in my journalism program in the communications building at DePaul. Um, This has been a pleasure working with everyone uh, from a technical level, from a respectable level, and just creating new friends based on that. And uh, I really admired my time at DePaul in that regard. And it's just sad I'm leaving, and it's sad it's college is ending because college is basically this has been the culmination this whole radio show this my entire experience has been a culmination of what's happened at DePaul and what happened at Harper uh so I admire that and I'm gonna embrace the last moments I have of it and we're gonna do so with some sports talk today as always um so let's get to it Uh, I want to talk about some baseball uh and with the baseball season still not Going into the direction that the fans want it to in terms of announcing a return to the season um, kind of creates speculation on how this season's going to go. Obviously, it's not going to fulfill 162 games, but what's the format going to be? I was now, I'm now under the impression that it could only be 50 or 60 games. And I said it during the beginning stages of this quarantine era that baseball and the MLB is going to have to at least agree to half a season, maybe an 81-game season. But I don't even think anymore that's going to happen based on the the kind of news that the, – the lack of news, if you may say, that is coming from the MLB. They're not giving us any clues as to what's going to happen. So how what am I to say that this season is going to even happen at all? So um, it's June 8th. It's the time where we were supposed to be voting for all-star candidates at this point. If this wasn't happening, I would be in the Radio DePaul Sports studio right now celebrating my final episode at Radio DePaul Sports talking about the all-star game selections. But, of course, now that's taken a wide left turn and we're here talking about when this baseball season is going to start. So uh, that's kind of heartbreaking to me. And... 
I, what was funny is I remember at Action Heights when I was doing a show with Ben Dutrick, uh, as we were approaching baseball, so I was like, oh my gosh, it's spring, we know baseball's coming, this is the best time of year, and now we're kind of in that stage of purgatory, if you may say. We're, we're, we're not... We don't know if it's going to continue. We don't know where we're going to go next. We don't know anything, really. And we're in that purgatory stage of the MLB. And the reason why I'm saying this now rather than last week was because last week at that time, the NBA has had yet to announce something, but then, of course, they announced something. And, of course, the next major sport in, in NFL football, they're not in season, so they lucked out football literally dodged everything of course un- until you have to start speculating whether or not fans can be in stadiums at football games because that's going to make a big difference um so with all this being said uh, baseball is the one sport major sport in north america that is completely lacking and completely taking advantage of the uh, of being in season and having 162 games. I understand that they've been plotting a huge comeback, and I understand that, but it's taken a kind of a long time. Um, and the projections kind of up to this point said, in the middle of June, everything should sub- start subsiding with the coronavirus. But of course, now with all the protests going on and everything along that, we don't know what everything is going to look like in a week in terms of cases, new cases. And um, now the um, stay-at-home order here in Illinois has been uplifted. I see restaurants are starting to open up. People are going outside. I'm noticing even more without masks and people doing that. So I'm under speculation right now that this thing, this coronavirus pandemic is on the downturn. Um, so at least it's going down, the number of cases. It's been like that, but we don't know what what's going to happen in a week. That's been the entire motto throughout this entire coronavirus pandemic is what's going to happen tomorrow. And nobody knows, simply. Um, and that's why this baseball season has been so elusive. It's been like, honestly, kind of out of my mind, considering we were trying to focus on the ends of the basketball and hockey season, in which they just announced, of course, their returns, respectively. Um, but they're not going to return until late July. So that gives me the impression that M- the MLB isn't going to return until that of late July or even that middle August. Um in which that would, of course, constitute a 50-game season. No All-Star game. Um, and <laughs> I, I've ne- I, even in, like, the 1900s, they wouldn't be, they would be playing, like, 100 games. So, like, this would be the shortest MLB season in probably ever. So, um, this is something new to us, and this is something new to the MLB and their marketing uh at least their plan to market the game. And they had a four-year, five-year plan uh, in terms of that next five years. And now that's feeling like that's going to be a little bit botched because of this unexpected turn in the tail that has been caused by the coronavirus. Um, I'm not too happy about baseball not being here. Uh, it's my favorite sport to look forward to during spring. I was driving around Wrigley Field the other day, and as... Of course, the vibes are still there in terms of just the ballpark being there. It's just they're not it's just not the same, you know? And that, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. And uh, I, I just don't know what baseball is going to be like when it comes back, um, even if it comes back. Um, 
So with that being said, uh, the schedule is obviously going to have to change for baseball. Maybe all the three-game series turns into a one-game series, and you play every two days, which means that starting pitcher, the rotation with that is going to be much different. A team could probably survive on three starting pitchers. That's a different way of the game. That's something that could be different in baseball. Or, um, And maybe injuries are going to be less of an issue because you're not playing every game. Um, also, statistical numbers. Your your guys aren't going to obviously hit thirty home runs. Like like having a ten home run season in a fifty game season would be considered impressive. You're probably going to be a guy like Anthony Rizzo who hits twelve to fifteen home runs in a fifty game season. You know, uh, so things are like like the statistical numbers are going to take a take a turn, uh, and then other facets of the game as well. And I think the pitching aspect is going to be the most affected because of rest and because of that. So if you're going to see a season that is even half the amount that you saw that we usually see in 162 games. The style is going to be different. The I think the performance levels of pitchers could be better because of that rest, um, and it gives te- uh, teams more options. It gives it gives them more flexibility in choosing who pitches because you know your pitcher is more than likely going to be rested after a guaranteed two days off. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Maybe the the I, I can't imagine the season going beyond November because of winter. Unless they play it in one stadium, let's say the Tampa Bay Rays, their stadium, Tropicana Field, can be used um, in Florida because Florida seems like they're approving everything in terms of sports. Um, also, I think Miami Marlins Stadium uh, is indoor. It's a retractable roof. So, um, like, games can be played there, you know? Um I just find that funny because every single sport that's coming back, I'm turning to Florida. With hockey coming back, it seems like they're going to be playing in Florida and, of course, with the NBA, playing in Orlando, and then the first events for the UFC or in Jacksonville. It's just like everything's going to Florida now. So the coronavirus sports world is all in Florida. So let's just send it there. Um, But in all seriousness, I think baseball is – I think they're – I think we're. We, I think I see the light at the end of the tunnel here with baseball because um, they're already teasing a plan that needs to be approved with the MLB MLB Players Association. So with that being said, upon approval, then it's probably going to be another month and a half, two months until play actually resumes because you're going to have to wait on how this coronavirus pandemic pans out, um, and then whether or not fans are going to be in stadiums. And to be honest with you, like I just said. Um, you might want to just play in empty stadiums like that are indoors and in one central location. You're not, you might not see games at Wrigley Field this year or uh, guaranteed rate. Um, so that's what my that's what's at the top of my mind. Like, we're not even going to see games at Wrigley Field this year. I mean, y'all, you got ticket holders that have season tickets and everything like that that are just going to get duped. Um, also, even uh, what else crossed my mind about a less game, less games in a season for baseball is uh, the t- the ticket prices because you're not going to see ticket prices that are ten dollars for nosebleed seats. They're probably going to be more like forty because you have the less of the games to go to. And even that, are you going to even have the option to buy tickets because our fans even allowed in stadiums? So, so many questions surround everything going on right now in terms of sports coming back and the MLB coming back because the MLB 
I think is the one sport that revolves around its fan fan base being there at the games. Um, I mean, I can't say that for UFC because they already approved that they don't need the fans in the stadiums. Uh, I'm not going to say that for basketball or hockey because um, they already had a fan base this season supporting them the entire time, and you already know that they're there. But with baseball, you don't know that, Um, especially before the baseball season got suspended. I was talking about blackout issues, how the MLB markets their games. Why would you have blackout games in one's own city? Like, that's stupid. Uh, And also with the Chicago Cubs' new marquee network, how is that going to work now if um, half the city can't even access the game with Comcast? Like, that's stupid. So I'm I'm just worried about what the marketing is going to be like, what the content distribution is going to be like upon the return of baseball. And that's what's on the top of my mind. Uh, and we'll see this start to progress, I think, in the next week. We're going to get a plan. Gosh, it could be maybe even later today. Could be before the airtime at 9 o'clock p.m. today, um, which I'd be kind of embarrassed by because you'd be listening to this at 9 o'clock when I record this eight hours earlier and be like, <laughs> no, you're wrong. The MLB just re- announced the return. Well, I don't know that. It's 1.30 on June 8th right now that I'm recording, so um, it's just, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next few days in terms of the MLB's return, Um, but nonetheless, I'm very skeptical. I'm very nervous because I want my baseball back, and um, I'm just, you know, have to turn that all into optimism at this point because uh, I could tell that the coronavirus is coming is on the come down and sports now have to come on to the come up and this is why i'm here to talk about it so uh yeah so that's baseball for you and at the beginning of the segment i talked about um just the plans for money mass sports talk the next couple weeks reminder uh this is the last Radio to Paul Sports Show that I'm doing, and then the next two weeks will be my last two college radio shows that will be um, aired by WHGM, my former college radio station, Harper College, in the northwest suburbs. That is in Palatine, Illinois. Uh, if you are listening to the um, airing of that right now, uh, thank you for tuning in. I very much appreciate the love and support that uh, the sports talk show is getting and that hopefully sports is going to get uh, in the next couple months in terms of a return. And I'm going to be talking about that and more with basketball coming up because I did mention Adam Silver's plan to come back. I'm going to get into more detail on that. Going to talk about the decision in terms of Orlando, what I think about that, and more here on Monday Mad Sports Talk, the 173rd edition of Such. Be back in just a bit. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Dibs, your favorite demon in a blue suit. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demon. Campbell to Stonewall. Stonewall driving to the rim, goes up, gets it to fall, and one. Oh, Max Drews brings down the house. Radio DePaul Sports, your home for Blue Demon basketball.
You are listening to Monday Madness Sports Talk with your host, Noah Festenstein. Right here on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Talk. It is your host, Noah Festenstein. Let's get it going with this next segment of the day. Bringing me into this one is in the morning with Mox and Kepler. So let's get it going here on the 173rd edition of Monday Madness Sports Talk. Alright, let's get it going with some basketball here today, and I was in this conversation last week, Uh, I was only in for about 10 minutes, I ended it talking uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, in which I completely enjoyed, and I recommend that documentary to anyone. I also just watched a documentary on um, Lance Armstrong, so if you want to go on ESPN Plus, if you have an ESPN Plus account, I highly recommend that Lance Armstrong documentary. Um, he definitely got into a lot of depth into why he lied about taking um, EPO, which is the drug that he used to cheat in all of his seven Tour de France victories. So uh, talk about cycling, talk about um, one of the best athletes of all time in terms of he would have been peers with guys like he quoted LeBron James, Michael Phelps, uh, and all of the other notable athletes. And obviously, he's not at that point. So I highly recommend the Lance Armstrong documentary. Uh, I watched that immediately after the Michael Jordan documentary because I was just in a documentary mood, and I still am. And I know a 30 for 30 documentary came out yesterday about Bruce Lee, which I'm excited about. Um, and I think that comes out on ESPN Plus on Tuesday. So. That's what I'll be busy with this week. Um, but what I'll be busy with now is talking about some basketball uh, with Adam Silver's decision to um, take the rest of the NBA season uh, to Orlando. So let's get into detail about that. All right. So this past week, the NBA Board of Governors uh, approved of a format. To restart the 2019-2020 season with a total of 22 teams returning to play. A lot of those teams were in the Western Conference and some of them are in the East because it was a collective um, standing of the top 22 teams in the league with the best record. Um, and that would then then culminate into uh, an eight-game rest of the regular season to decide seeding and who are, who's going to be in the 16-team playoffs. And then uh, just a regular playoff, um, you know, obviously first round, second round, conference finals, and NBA finals, all seven game series. Uh, So this is their approval, and the start for this is to be on July 31st, um, which is the also approximate start of the NHL coming back. Um, What's different between them and the NHL is the NHL is uh, changing up their playoff format Whereas the NBA is not. However, the regular season format is altered, which I find to be interesting. Um, so, 
the NBA Finals is to end no longer than October 12th. Uh, so that is the goal is to make sure that um, it ends no later than that. But what's interesting about that is that's when the regular season of 2020 to 2021 was supposed to start. So with that being said, the draft lottery um, would be then have to be rescheduled during season. That'll be for August 25th. And the 2020 NBA draft would be held right after the season ends on October 15th. Um, and then the season for the next NBA season is uh, likely to start at the beginning of December. Uh, so that's the new format. So I think the NBA is the only league that has stated their comeback for the next season. I don't think that I got that same vibe from the NHL. They're just more focused on finishing up the season. But I'm going to assume the same thing. I mean, a month and a half layoff um, after the season ends. And then, you know, your, your athletes are still in shape, so in, in a way at least. And then they'll come back and, of course, play uh, the next season. Uh, because, I mean, think about it. This entire quarantine era has been like an off season for all of these athletes. So when they come back, what will be interesting is they come back straight into the playoffs. I'm going to combine kind of my hockey segment and basketball segment here by saying um, all of these athletes are coming back from the same amount of time off are they going to be the same? Are they going to perform at the same kind of level as they would perform normally, if you may say? So, um, with this all being said, I, I completely agree with this plan. Uh, it also gives uh, an additional six teams that were out of a playoff um, contention uh, a chance to get back into playoff contention with eight more games. I don't think the Chicago Bulls are a part of that, so I'm not worried about them. Uh, I don't think I've really been worried about them this entire season. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, just uh, right now, I'm going to take a quick uh, second to state the station identification. Uh, but once I come back for each res- from each respective station's identification with some more basketball. So, stay- stick around. Broadcasting from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. And welcome back to the broadcast. This is Monday Mass Sports Talk, the 173rd edition of such, and the last of which at Radio DePaul Sports. Uh, so let's get it going. Uh, also continuing here on WHGMFM 88.3, not to mislead anyone here. Uh, so welcome back to the broadcast here, talking some basketball and about the Adam Silver's plan alongside the NBA Board of Governors plan to for uh, restart the 2019-2020 season. Um, so I agree with this format. I think that it makes a lot of sense uh, giving six teams an additional eight games to try and get into the playoffs. And, of course, other teams that are trying to get a better seed in the playoffs. Um, and I like how it's going to be a regular playoff uh, format in the same building. So uh, what's going to happen is in Orlando, the Walt Disney Company uh, and their theme parks have to come to an agreement uh, with uh, – this happening on their property. So I find it interesting that the, the Walt Disney organization um, and their respective theme parks in Disney World or Disneyland, I don't know, I'm not that big into that stuff, <laughs> uh, is that they are going to continue in one arena and have uh, the same 
housing for the entire time. So basically for three straight months, you may say, uh, NBA players are going to be housed in the same spot the entire time. So at this point, from now until the end of July, these players have to get prepared not just physically but mentally to be living in one spot for three straight months, a spot that they're not as familiar with and probably with a roommate. And that's going to be a different type of experience for these players that doesn't that have not expected this. So um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and let's see the uh, East teams. I actually want to look at the East teams. Um, so the teams are starting, we're starting from all the Eastern conferences, that of the Milwaukee Bucks, Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Indiana Pacers, Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, Washington Wizards, and then from the West, we got the Los Angeles Lakers, LA Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, Houston Rockets. Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans, got Zion Williamson in there, uh, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns. Um, So the Western Conference, I think, has the majority of those teams. Uh, So... Let's see. Let's let's see how it goes. Um, also, let's see how it goes up until the projected start that this would be on July 31st, considering we don't know what's going to happen with this coronavirus in the next month. So it's all very circumstantial, but the plan is in place for both the NHL and NBA to come back and continue their respective seasons. So with that being said, uh, this is kind of, kind of a combined segment between hockey and basketball. I'm going to slide straight from basketball into hockey. going to say that with these two formats now announced, kind of in their same mirrored of a season, they, you know, they both play at the same amount, same time frame with 82 games apiece. Um, and now now they're both of their formats are differed because of this entire coronavirus pandemic. Um, so I respect both leagues, the NHL and NBA's protocol to approaching the situation and taking their time and making sure that they can announce a, a safe, a, at least a safer. We don't, I mean, nothing's guaranteed safe nowadays, um, a safer environment. Uh, and, just making sure it's the right time for it for sports to come back into play. Uh, the uh, UFC did the same exact thing. I'm going to get into that conversation very soon and talk some UFC. Um, they did the same exact thing. And what's exciting about this is um, all these leagues that have just announced their return um, just amps up kind of a new era. In this, in this year specifically, a new era of competition and a new style of competition that none of us has seen the likings of in our lives. This is history we are living through right now, folks. This is history. And as painful as it is to live through it, it's going to be interesting. And it's going to be an interesting time being able to witness something like this because this is the, something that the sports world has never seen ever. And... You gotta respect that. So, I'm embracing this as a unique opportunity to watch sports, just as well as I think of the way as my graduations online. I see this as a unique way of graduating because this is something that no one has graduated in such a fashion. So, like the same thing applies to sports. Like no, no one has expected this kind of thing to happen to sports. And 
how they're now having to readjust their schedules this year, and that affects next year because basically the end of this year's sports season is going to overlap uh, the next the, the start of next season. What's funny about that is the NHL and NBA are both going to have a season that lasts an entire year, which I find to be kind of funny because October 12th, that's literally the start of the season from this past year. That's overlapping a year that the 2019-2020 NBA season has gone through. They literally just played an entire year. Obviously, like I said five minutes ago, this the past two months, uh, two, and a half, two, two and a half, three months, whatever it's been, um, it's been like an off season for all these athletes, but then they're coming back into the same season that they were just playing two and a half, three months ago. So, um, and then they're going to overlap the start of what was supposed to be next season. And now the NBA announced that the the early December, um, early December, the projection is the 2020-21 season is going to start. Um, I don't know what the NHL season. Uh, you know what? Let's. Let's make a Google search. How about that? NHL 2020-21 season. Let's see if there's something on this. Because um, I, it's going to be the 104th operat- operated season. That's going to be that's interesting. I did not know that. Um, well, that makes sense because the NHL's 100th anniversary is four years ago. I'm just being stupid right now. Um so okay so yeah exactly what i said the december start for the 2020 2021 season is still quote under consideration they don't know the timeline also it's no matter what happens everything's so circumstantial like if the season still gets delayed beyond the late july projection um then that means that uh it could be 2021 until we see another season of the NHL and NBA or even that the NFL cuz the NFL is supposed to start in October or November so or uh, in September like uh, it's just going to be a lot of consideration September is going to be a very interesting month for sports with the consideration for the NFL starting as well and the NHL's uh, conclusion the NBA's conclusion and what the heck is happening with baseball I don't even know what I don't even know baseball right now. Um, like, if these two leagues, the NHL and NBA, are starting on, on the 31st, and the MLB already has gone through two and a half, three weeks of spring training three months ago, um, then the MLB must be doing something in order to continue what they wanted to start. Um, so, yep, that's that for the major sports in North America for the first uh, 40 minutes of this show. Um, I also talked about the plans for Money Mass Sports Talk um, going beyond um, Radio DePaul Sports in the next two weeks, um, ending college radio with WHGM 88.3 FM, Harper College. And, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of, a lot to take in. So i got 20 minutes or so left in the show. It's only going to be an hour uh, for the rest of the way. going to keep it that simple. Um and yeah, so I'm gonna do some UFC next, and I'm gonna end the show uh, talking some good old Radio DePaul sports memories. Cause why not? It's that bittersweet kind of moment. So uh, yeah, I'll be back in just a bit. So stick around, folks. This is Monday Mass Sports Talk, the 173rd edition of such. Be back in just a bit. Stay tuned. Max Drew's curling right side, drills a jumper. <laughs> 
see what Truce does. He looks like he wants to shoot. I was kind of hoping he'd pull up there. And one. Floater was wet. Truce of loose. Curl three. three. Bang. You know it. My goodness. Truce on the other end gets it to fall and one. Now up top, he's got a double team. Now it's just Figueroa on him. Nice oh, move. Quick wow. move. Out of oh, control. Oh my goodness. Wow, he was out of control. He finished off glass. That is a new career high for Max Drews. He had 34 earlier this year. He's got 35 now. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Listening to Monday Madness Sports Talk, your award-winning radio show from Harper College Radio and Radio DePaul Sports. Recording from the home of yours truly, Noah Festenstein. Welcome back to Monday Mad Sports Talk. It is your host, Noah Festenstein, bringing you back into this next segment. It is UFC. Getting away with it here with this song, Be Okay, by Swanky Tunes and Going Deeper. Let's do it. All right, so time to talk about the last sport of the day. And last but not least, as always, it is UFC MMA talk with Noah Festenstein here on Monday Mass Sports Talk. Gotta love it. So next week, I might have Carlos the Liquid Terminator call in for one last time in college radio to talk some MMA because, you know, he's your guy. He's our MMA guy, so why not have him? So that's something to look forward to next week. Um, and then, as of today, I do want to talk about UFC 250 um, because UFC 250 was uh, quite the event. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I had low expectations going into it, and um, I was quite impressed because uh, it was basically your Bantamweight. It was your Bantamweight card. I mean, Three of your five main event, three of your five events in the main card were bantamweight fights, and in those fights, four out of the top nine bantamweights fought, which included the names of Rafael Ansukayo, Cody Garbrandt, Algermine Sterling, Corey Sandhagen, and then you had Eddie Wyland, who's unranked against uh, an up the best up and comer undefeated fighter in Sean O'Malley, who had an unbelievable knockout against Eddie Wyland. So, just action-packed all throughout this card. Um, I mean, even throughout all those Bantamweight fights, each of those Bantamweight fights ended in a stoppage. Um, two of them were knockouts, and one of them was submission. And the I don't know which knockout was better. Sean O'Malley's knockout against Eddie Wyland, just that one-punch knockout uh, that just put him to sleep, and the walk-off that Sean O'Malley put after that knockout. He just knocked him out and walked away nonchalantly like... This is just another day in the office. Uh, and then you got Algermine Sterling, who a minute a minute and 28 seconds in, um, absolutely uh, displays domination and proving that he is a title contender indeed for Bantamweight. Beats Corey Sandhagen, who was 12-1 and one at the time, in a minute and 30 seconds by a, by a choke. So uh, it was just a great fight for Algermine Sterling. And then another great performance for um, No Love, Cody Garbrandt. I mean... My golly, that knockout against Rafael Ansukayo. I looked down at my phone to check a text, 
and then I looked up and I saw Rafael Ansucano knocked out at the buzzer. Like, that's how fast this went. In round two, at the four, four minute and 59th seconds of the round, Cody Garbrandt lowers his level up against the cage, uses his right hand on the cage as momentum comes down, waits for Ansucano to throw something to open up a window, and he comes in explodes off of his lower body and puts all of his force into a right hand and just sideswipes Rafael Ansukayo. I mean, oh my gosh, that was an amazing knockout. And I was just going bonkers after that. Like, that's like the knockout you want to see from a guy who hasn't been fighting for a while. And Cody Garbrandt, man, he's back. He's back and he's ready to roll here. And honestly, the fight to me... You saw the guys already in, in 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 this card. Is who got the better knockout? Was it Sean O'Malley or Cody Garbrandt? Well, let's not figure that out. Let's actually put these two guys together in the octagon. Cody Garbrandt's stock just rose. He's probably going to be top five in bantamweight. And then obviously Sean O'Malley's stock just rose. He can easily fight a guy like Cody Garbrandt. That could be a fight night main event card. I will be extremely satisfied with a Sean O'Malley and Cody Garbrandt fight. No doubt. I mean, you got an undefeated guy at 12-0, and 0, and then and, and another 12-fight winner in Cody Garbrandt, who is a, a, a veteran in the sport. So why don't you bring that veteran against a, an up-and-comer new guy who's got new types of style, new types of talent, and just a new kind of swag to him, a swag that Cody Garbrandt brought out in 2015 when he was becoming Bantamweight champion, and he did beat Dominic Cruz for that. Like, that's, those are the guys, those are the matchups that you want to see. And the matchup between Sean O'Malley and Cody Garbrandt is that matchup I want to see at Bantamweight. That's something I'd look forward to big time. Because um, that win over Eddie Wyland proved everything for Sean O'Malley. He, he said it before the fight. He's like, I'm here to prove my worth. And he came in, he went beyond and above and beyond that. Excuse me. Uh, like, no doubt. And Garbrandt and O'Malley, that's your next fight. That's that's just me. That's my saying. But then, then the other at bantamweight fight, you had Algermine Sterling. I think Sterling should get that next bantamweight shot. So let's before I get to the women's featherweight main event between Amanda Nunez and Felicia Spencer, I want to talk about these bantamweight UFC rankings as I'm about to pull them up on my computer here because uh, I want to talk about. Uh, as of right now, what this could look like. What our next fights are in Bantamweight, because all of a sudden, this Bantamweight division is insane. I mean, I will admit, without Henry Cejudo now in the mix, uh, it's a little bit more widespread. It's a bit more open, and that's what makes it more interesting. Uh, so right now, we got guys like TJ Dillashaw, who's out by number one. He still needs a fight. But um, he's I think he's going through an injury problem right now uh, because... Uh, Dillashaw did knock out Cody Garbrandt in one of the top performances in in 2018. Um, And then he got Cody Garbrandt, who just got his victory. Then you have Dominic Cruz, who just lost to Henry Cejudo, who's still in the mix, of course. Um, Rothfeld to uh, Asuncayo. Uh, Marlon Marias is still in the mix. Uh, Jimmy Rivera is still in the mix. Um... So you got those guys, but I I don't I don't know, man. I think Cody Garbrandt needs to fight Sean O'Malley. Like 
Sean O'Malley needs a top 10 fight right away. And Cody Garbrandt's your guy. Uh, let's look at the UFC actual rankings because those are the guys, those are notable bantamweights I just mentioned that still need to be um, scheduled. So when you talk about other bantamweights, you got guys like Peter Yan. Like Peter Young's ranked number three, so where is he gonna go? I think honestly, it could be an Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Young championship fight. You got you got the bantamweight um, championship vacant, so might as well match up a guy who you know is gonna put up a good fight in Peter Young against Aljamain Sterling, who is just absolutely being dominant right now. Uh, and then Cody Garbrandt, and he's up there with Jose Aldo. And Jimmy Rivera, as I mentioned, Dominic Cruz is still in the mix, uh, but he went all the way down to 11 after that loss against uh, Henry Cejudo. So we'll see. And also Cody Cody Stamen uh, just got a recent win. Um, first of all, shout out to Cody Stamen. Um, one of the most heart wrenching stories uh, from this past week was Cody Stamen's 18 year old brother uh, passed away tragically um and stamen still decided to fight um and he was in a prelim bout up against uh brian keller which is a good fight and this and he won by uh unanimous decision cody stamen did moving him up to 19 2 and 1 at featherweight um but he he could also drop down to debanumweight who knows um but yeah cody stamen heart he put a lot of heart into that fight, and I think that was culminated by, um, you know, the tragedy that happened a week ago with his brother. It's something that um, you gotta, you gotta pay tribute to as a fan, as a UFC fan, is you to muster up the strength to fight and to compete a week after that happens. It's a lot. Um, so shout out to Cody Stamen for that. Um, and then another fight in the main card that I can mention here quick is the welterweight fight between Neil Magny and Anthony Rocco Martin. I was surprised by the scorecards in that. Neil Magny, yeah, he still won. I feel like he won that fight. He put up a great 10-8 third round, I thought. But some of the scorecards were like 30-27. to 27. I was like, Neil Magny does not win all, th- all the three rounds. I was like, that's impossible. So, I thought it was more of like a 29-28 win for Neil Magny. But regardless, he still won the fight. Um, and Anthony Rockamartin, I don't think his stock went down. He still put up a good fight. And uh, makes the welterweight class even more interesting with another Neil Magny win. So, uh, I think beyond this, we're going to see some interesting stuff coming uh, for the welterweight division. Okay, so, women's featherweight. Um, the main event between Amanda Nunez and Felicia Spencer. Uh, I enjoyed the fight because Felicia Spencer is just a dog. She did get beat up pretty badly. Um, and I was at the fourth round of thinking, like, Felicia Spencer's corner has got to be considering throwing in the towel because Amanda Nunez just put up an absolute clinic, striking clinic. Uh, it's just you don't you can't compete with Amanda Nunez like that. I mean, Felicia Spencer was like your wild card pick going into this championship fight. Like, you know that Felicia Spencer's coming in, the absolute underdog. Some guy bet a million dollars on Amanda Nunez because of that, and I'm like, I don't I don't blame you, but a million dollars, that's that's quite the hefty bet there. Um, but he still won, of course, because Amanda Nunez won, and she won by a lot. I'm nothing, I'm not surprised by that, and I would safely consider Amanda Nunez the best two belts simultaneous holder of all time obviously conor mcgregor which i'm going to talk about in a second um 
did that. So, uh, Manny Nunez, best female fighter of all time, hands down. She beat uh, Valentina Shevchenko. She beat Chris Cyborg. She beat Ronda Rousey. She beat Holly Holm. What else do you have to say for yourself? Misha Tate is another name. Um, so, it's just like... You know Amanda Nunez is the best female fighter of all time, being that she's won these simultaneously the featherweight and bantamweight titles, and she's able to hold them with so much comfort. Like, there's nobody in both of those divisions that I feel like can compete with Amanda Nunez right now. Literally. Uh, So, I think Megan Anderson is literally the next name on the list, and she lost to Felicia Spencer. So, like... Manunez is in the clear right now, and I was actually kind of tempted to say, hey, she might be in a position to retire soon. Uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, but speaking of retirement, uh, let's talk about Conor McGregor here. Um, I'm going to go to Twitter. This is not the first time that this has happened. Conor McGregor, uh, first of all, I I was about to go to sleep on Saturday night, and then I get a notification on my phone from ESPN saying, Conor McGregor retires on Twitter. And I'm like, I, I, I followed it up with the slang like BS. I said B. He may have been posted on Twitter, but BS. He posted a photo of himself with some, with his mom. Um, or, yeah, so he posted a picture of his mom in Las Vegas after one of his wins. I don't know what it was. He didn't go into any detail about it. But he posted this picture of him with his mom, and he said, Hey, guys, I've decided to retire from fighting. Thank you for all the amazing memories. What a ride it's been. Here's a picture of myself and my mother in Las Vegas post one of my world title wins. Pick the home of your dreams, Mags. I love you. Whatever you, whatever you desire, it's yours. Okay, so a couple things here. That's the only detail Cotter gave in that tweet, and he gave more detail in, in a couple of uh, interviews in terms of him saying, hey, I should have been scheduled for a fight on July 11th, and I've put my name in the ring so many times, but I've yet to be scheduled. Well, Connor, you haven't been scheduled because everything is under circumstance right now. The coronavirus, everything going on right now is under circumstance. How can you say that you haven't been scheduled for a fight when you don't even know if this event's going to happen? That makes me mad. And it makes me lose a little bit of respect for Connor because I know it could also be a marketing ploy because he did this already. He did this after the Nemagometa fight and then, of course, he had his comeback fight against Donald Cerrone in which he won in 40 seconds. And then your stack rises to the point where you're, like, being considered already for a welterweight title chance in a welterweight division that is extremely stacked right now. You should feel not like you have to retire. You should feel spoiled right now, Connor. Like, that is ridiculous. And I I don't know. I feel like he's just feeling like he's not being regarded. But, Connor, you know you're the face of the fight game. You know your stock level. Why you put... I, I, I definitely think this is another marketing play. Connor's going to be fighting again. I don't think he's going to retire from this. He's got money. He's got his deal with uh, proper whiskey and all that. Like, he's making good money. So I could understand his financial reasoning for retiring. But in terms of his fighting reasons for retiring, they're not good. They're not. Like, you can't just make up an excuse and say, hey, 
Dana White should have done this at this exact time. He should have done this. Don't you think Dana White has already enough on his plate? Like, do you think he's worried about Connor and what he's going to eat for breakfast the next morning? Like, like, that's not what Dana White's worried about. He's worried about making sure his next event is good. And then he'll move on to the next event. We're not talking about events that are happening on July 11th here. We're talking about events that are happening on June 14th or June 13th, which is the next event. And then June 20th, which is the next event. And then we'll move on to the conversations of June 27th, then July, then August, etc., we don't know what's going to happen in the next month of this coronavirus pandemic. And so that's what this whole Conor McGregor situation, it's making me mad. Um, and it's, it's misleading. And as a journalist, I can recognize this kind of BS in these athletes and what they're doing and what they're saying. It's like kind of immature, to be honest with you, because uh, this is not the first time that Conor McGregor uh, announced the retirement. Let's hold on one second. The first Conor McGregor retirement tweet. Because he did this before. Um, Yeah. uh, So, hold on. I can't find the quote, but uh, I did find something about Dana White responding to it. I'll I'll, I'll remind everybody that we're in a pandemic the world is a crazy place right now with all these things that are going on and uh, you know I I think that everybody feels this right now there's no fans can't travel the fights around Um, you know I think everybody is off confused um, you know, been locked up in their houses for three and a half months. People are wearing masks. People are, you know, they're, they're, there's protests, there's riots. The list goes on and on. And I don't know. I, I don't listen. If you don't think that what I'm doing right now is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done, and if you don't think that three times a day I throw my hands up and I'm ready to say, you know what, this. Believe me, and the amount of people that I have gunning at me right yeah. now is insane. So that was Dana White and his press conference, UFC 250, immediately following that Conor McGregor tweet. So he obviously wasn't directing his thoughts towards Conor McGregor. He was actually directing those thoughts towards just the universal big picture to this. Like, Dana White is going through a lot right now. Do you think that Conor McGregor as and the top of his mind, like, I just played that audio for you. Thank you to BT Sports Network for providing the audio for that and UFC ESPN. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, it shows how spoiled people can be. And it's not right. It's not right. And I don't agree with what Connor does in terms of these teases and... Um, it shows how it's kind of disrespecting Dana's agenda and Dana's agenda right now is absolutely like the people are going crazy. Like, like, like you understand what's going on in the outside world and that's affecting these professional sports and these owners and these CEOs and what Dana White has to do. He's the most active CEO probably in any sport in the world because he he plans everything he's literally the backbone of the ufc and 
for him to be put in the situation, it's unfair. It's unfair. I don't know. That's my thoughts. I'm not going to repeat myself. Um, I've gone a long time already talking UFC, so I want to just give a quick preview of what's happening next week. Um, got a women's flyweight main event with Jessica I and Cynthia Calvillo. We got a middleweight co-main between Carl Rob- Robertson and Marvin Vittori. I think that's a good fight. Uh, so some stuff that I'm looking forward to. Also, a bantamweight fight. Another notable bantamweight fight between um, Jordan Espinosa and Mark De La Rosa. Also, another bantamweight fight between Marab Deval Chivili and Ray Borg. So, Ray Borg is a name I'm uh, putting on my radar right now. So, that's something that I'm looking forward to on Saturday night. That is at the UFC, UFC Apex in Las Vegas once again. And then again will be the UFC Apex on Saturday, it's June 20th, with the heavyweight main event being Curtis Blades and Alexander Volkov. Okay. So, that's it. That's all she wrote for UFC um, and for sports talk today, specific sports talk. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, when I come back, uh, I want to talk some Radio DePaul sports stuff. Um, so, in terms of if you're listening on WHM FM 88.3 FM, don't be misled. This is also being posted on the RadioDePaulSports.com podcasting page. So, I'm paying tribute to my Radio DePaul sports time here uh, in college radio. So, uh, I'll be talking about that to conclude the show, so stick around here on the 173rd episode of Money Man Sports Talk. See you in a bit. Hey, it's Dibs, your favorite demon in a blue suit. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demon. Campbell to Stonewall. Stonewall driving to the rim, goes up, gets it to fall, and one. Oh. Max Drews brings down the house. Radio DePaul Sports. You're home for Blue Demon Basketball. Welcome in to Monday Madness Sports Talk. Your two-time nominee for Best Show at Radio DePaul Sports. The 2019 winner for Best Use of Social Media. And this year's winner for Best Production. Always online with Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Airing on WHCM FM 88.3 Harper College Radio. With yours truly, Noah Festenstein. Now, let's get to it with this episode of Monday Madness Sports Talk. Welcome back to Monday Madness Sports Talk. It is your host, Noah Festenstein, taking you into the last segment of the day. In the last segment... Recorded for Radio DePaul Sports. And then bringing me in to this one is BOK, the Jetco and Torres remix from Oh Honey. So let's get it going. Okay, so I don't really know where to start here. Um, I guess just a lot of thank yous. Um, because I know I'm going to have a lot of these kinds of moments in the next two shows in terms of college radio as a whole, but in terms of when I say college radio station, you look at a radio station like Radio DePaul, and 
they've been around for such a long time and have found so much success, especially this year. Um, it's very honorable to say that I've been a part of such a, I would say, advanced radio station. I mean, I, I got so many resources here at DePaul that I, I would think any radio student could dream of. And um, I've met so many awesome people that I hope to continue my relationship with as time goes beyond my college life here at DePaul University. And a big reason as to why I went to DePaul University is one, one day about two and a half years ago, I was part of WHCM. I was actually the sports director there at the time. That was my last management position that I held. Um, was I, I made a visit to DePaul's campus one day with my radio station, and um, the advisor of Radio DePaul gave us a tour at Radio DePaul, and right when I walked into the Radio DePaul studios in Lincoln Park, the basement of University Hall, I was blown away. Uh, the amount of studio space, the amount of recording opportunities and equipment that were there is just insurmountable and i remember that day saying to myself i want to be here i want to be in a spot like this like this is exactly where i want to be and i was there the past two years and literally that it felt like that moment was yesterday and a lot has happened since i've met so many great people that have inspired me to work even greater than I thought that I would. I've been given so many resources to help broadcast my content, in which I continued, of course, from WHCM. And the management team, of course, at the time that I came in at Radio DePaul Sports, was so accepting of Monday Mass Sports Talk continuing from 107 on. So from 100 uh, from episode 107 to now episode 173 is my time at Radio DePaul Sports. That has been my time here for such a long time and I don't think I could be any more grateful for it. Um I just want to say thank you to all the management team that uh, that accepted Money Mass Sports Talk to continue at Radio DePaul Sports. Um, I want to thank them for also um, helping me even grow the the show to where I wanted it to go as a solo broadcast at the time. But then, of course, when I began Monday Mass Sports, Sacramento to Paul Sports, from episode 108 to 100 and it was, what, 19? Uh, Kobe Marcio uh, was a co-host. So if you remember Kobe Marcio, he called in a few episodes ago. Um, thank you to Kobe Marcio for uh, hosting. At, he was the only co-host of Monday Mass Sports Talk at Radio DePaul Sports, and then he went on to host many other great radio shows that he did at Radio DePaul Sports. Um, so thank you to him for being a co-host, and that was uh, quite the time. And you'll, you'll hear his voice at some point again here on the show, maybe in the next couple weeks. Who knows? Um and also, um, thank you to this year's management team at Radio DePaul Sports uh, for just the same reason as I'm thanking the other management team is just giving Money Mass Sports Talk the opportunities that I wanted it to have. And one of those opportunities was making it, was bringing it from 60 minutes on to 90 minutes. And uh, to do a solo show for 90 minutes each and every week 
is a challenge within itself, and that's a challenge that I've wanted to take for so long because if I don't get challenged, then I don't grow. And that's a motto that I, I live abide in life is if I don't get challenged, how am I going to grow in life? Because through those challenges comes tribulations, comes mistakes. And through those tribulations and mistakes, I learn. And that's what Radio Nepal Sports has given me the opportunity is to make those kinds of mistakes as a radio student who's going into a field that I can't make mistakes. And Radio Nepal Sports has helped me set up for that. And um, it's given me so many challenges that... I overcame and that I've learned through and I've been able to utilize my journalism degree and my my curriculum to help create content for this. And so there I say is DePaul as a whole has helped me as a student through the resource that I had at Radio DePaul and through my curriculum as being a journalist is to help me become a better journalist and a better person of which I think is opinionated. And especially in the sports world, I want to become more outspoken. And that uh, the, the medium of me getting that at Radio DePaul Sports and Radio DePaul to then being able to utilize my curriculum at DePaul to help build myself, my repertoire, is something that I needed in my life. Uh, and I'm, I'm always going to remember that. Um... And what's funny is at this time, I would be saying my final words inside the Radio DePaul Sports Studio, but I'm sitting in my basement right now um, just doing it, which to me is unexpected. This is this The ending to this was so anticlimactic. Like, this was supposed to end the way that, uh, you know, it started, and that was in studio. And I started at a time where the Loop Studio for Radio DePaul Sports started to become a bigger thing, and a community was being built. And that community was a great group of people that I surrounded myself and helped grow around. So whoever knew me at Radio DePaul Sports, Radio DePaul even in Lincoln Park when I did Noah at Nights and all that good stuff and also Pocket News, everyone who knew me and I've become to admire and respect and become friends with, just thank you. Thank you for all the great memories and the times that I've had at Radio DePaul Sports because that's something I'm going to cherish throughout my entire career and my entire life. Um, there's a reason why Radio DePaul is the best college radio station in the nation and it surrounds about the resources that they have as a college radio station and just not this, not just that it's mainly about the people and if you don't have that community of great people that, that are willing to strive and get better it's just not going to work the way you want it to but Radio DePaul and Radio DePaul Sports is surrounded absolutely infested by a, a, an unbelievably amount of great people that want to create content and want to learn and want to strive to reach that next level um, and that's something I admired about Radio DePaul Sports and this little, I can make a whole list of what I admire at Radio DePaul Sports and Radio DePaul um also, they're them giving me the opportunity of doing live game coverage. Uh, I, I did everything. I did hockey. I did ba- uh, basketball, uh, sitting baseline courtside at the Paul basketball games. That was amazing. Um, and then being able to do softball and soccer and all these sports that I never thought I'd do live game coverage for it. And I thought that I did so much better than I thought I would 
because I challenged myself and I was given that opportunity to challenge myself. And here at Radio DePaul Sports, that has been exactly the model for me to to come abide is to overcome challenges and to become the person that I want to be. And looking myself now and what I was before Raider DePaul Sports, I don't think I'd be at this stage of my life without Raider DePaul and Raider DePaul Sports. Just because of the amount that I've been able to do and the amount that I've been able to grow. It's all because of the influence of this radio station. And if you're a listener, if you're a person at the radio station, embrace that because you're being surrounded by people who care to get better, who care about their content, who actually have fun doing this kind of stuff. And I have a blast every single time I do it. Um, so there I say thank you to ever thank you to my listeners at Radio to Paul Sports. Um, listeners who came from WHCM at the time to then transferring to Radio to Paul Sports. That's just a blessing. And also I started the Spotify page at Radio to Paul Sports. Everything, the blog, the um the live sports coverage, everything that like has made me the person that I am, the confident person that I am today, I would have not become that person if it weren't for Radio to Paul and Radio to Paul Sports. So my final words is thank you um, to the great community, to friends that I've made that I hope to continue friendships with through my career. And um, yeah, just thank you. Um, it's been a hell of a ride and uh, I hope to be a part of Radio Nepal in some way, shape or form as a listener, as uh, um, maybe a mentor one day something i hope to be a part of it and um so there it is folks this has been the 173rd edition of monday man at sports talk the last edition at radio to paul sports so this will be posted on radio to paul sports.com podcasting um bittersweet moment but uh, it's being experienced in my basement <laughs> um which i find to still be kind of funny um i'm pretending i'm closing my eyes i'm like Go into the studio, Noah. I'm in the Radio to Paul Sports studio right now. <sighs> I see the window. I see I see the, the Paul Center right in front of me. I see it all. <laughs> ah, but it's just a wall in my basement I'm looking at. Ah, how unfortunate. But hey, no matter what, if you want to hear the last edition that I did in the Radio to Paul Sports studio, go to episode 164. Uh, my last in-studio session was episode 165. That was in the studio at the Radio DePaul uh, Lincoln Park campus. That was the last studio session. But the last Radio DePaul sports studio session that means the most to me is 164. So if you want a nice throwback, go to 164 and check that out. I'd love for you to check it out. Um, but yeah, this is history right here. The last one at Radio DePaul Sports. And uh, you'll see me... You'll hear me through the last two episodes of my college radar career on WHCM for the next two weeks for episode 174 and 175. So I'll see you guys next week for that. Also, follow Monday Madness Sports Talk on Spotify. You get every single episode on there regardless. So check it out. Search up Monday Madness Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Search it up right there. But for now, you have listened to the 173rd edition of Monday Madness Sports Talk. I will see you all next week on WHCM 88.3 FM and on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts by searching Monday Mad Sports Talk. See you then.